Anything worse than a dull blade? Well, yeah, lots of things, I guess. Poverty, war, losing sleep, wondering whether that refrigerator light stays on after you close the door. Seriously, though, a dull blade is bad. It's unusable. In fact, it's downright dangerous. Knives need sharpening. From Whetstone Boys Ranch in Mountain View, Missouri comes A Time to Sharpen, a bi-weekly podcast that examines how we can all be better versions of ourselves. Better teachers, better counselors, better parents, better people. Winners never quit, and quitters never win. Or so the old saying goes. But I think we can all admit that there is a time to reassess our situation. You might call it charging in another direction, or changing gears, or hitting the reset button. But whatever metaphor you choose, the fact remains that sticking with the original plan is sometimes the epitome of foolishness. The tricky thing is knowing when to quit. When have we moved from perseverance into stubbornness? Sometimes as parents, teachers, and counselors, we let our pride get the best of us. We dig in and plant our flag on some pretty insignificant molehills that aren't worth dying on. This two-part podcast of A Time to Sharpen addresses the issue of when it's okay to quit. You can still be a winner if you do so wisely. Welcome back to A Time to Sharpen. This is Axel Limata. I'm here with my good buddy... Buddy. <laughs> Roscoe Pico Train. Good. Is that your but name? I was thinking of uh, Buddy Seibert. We have an employee named Buddy Seibert. But... Yeah. Yeah, I'm Brandon Maxwell. Brandon Maxwell. We are back at it. Good to see you again, Axel. Good to see you. Do you remember the uh, My Buddy doll? Yes, I do remember the jingle. It's going in my head right now. My buddy, my buddy, my buddy and me. I guess that's dating us. Way stuck, way deep in my head. What was that? A My Buddy doll? Yeah, it was a a doll that was marketed to boys. The idea was that... uh, That's ridiculous. Yeah, we were discriminating against boys by not giving them an opportunity to play with dolls. It's like Ron Burgundy. Now we just give them a That's a terrible idea. Now we just give them a girl doll. That's never going to work. Back back then, uh, they they tried to create this... I mean, guys play with like action figures and mini dolls, sometimes they're called, uh, but... Not Transformers, things yeah. like that, but uh, I mean, not dolls. That was a, like an, an all-out effort to get boys that playing is with dumb. dolls. I mean, that is really just <laughs> dumb. Well, it didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> no, it didn't. But don't be surprised if, if there's some type of reboot in the, in the days to come. They try and bring my buddy back. <sighs> all things 80s are kind of coming back. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. So, we'll see. Yeah. Top Gun, man. Top Gun. Right? Maverick. Man. Have you seen it yet? have not seen that. I've heard a lot of good things it's good. about it. But I you know just with all the ads and everything you see you see some of the before and now pictures of the actors and actresses in the 80s with Top Gun and what they look like today. <laughs> Tom Cruise is about the only one that kind of has somewhat of a similar look it yeah. seems like. Yeah. So maybe that's he must the only be living the good life. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah, man. He's got access to whatever he needs to keep him looking good. That's right. Too. All right, and he's on a higher plane than the rest of us. Oh yeah, what is it? The uh, what's his religion? Scientology. Oh yeah, the mm-hmm. Church of Scientology. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Very cool. But we're not here today to talk about Scientology. What are we here for today? <laughs> we're here to. T- I'm glad you asked, Brandon. We are here to talk about perseverance. 
Yes. <laughs> have we we've had to employ a little bit of perseverance today. We have. We have. We are Brandon referenced it in the intro to our last podcast about how we're experimenting with new equipment and trying to figure out microphones and and volume levels and sound mixing and you know, we're we're very DIY around here and try right. to, we, we can't afford to hire the top producers to come in and and put this whole thing together. So like we gotta, Bruce Dickinson? Yeah. Yeah. We can't have Bruce Dickinson. No. Cock of the walk, baby. But <laughs> we we tend to things figure things out eventually and, and uh, we call it the Whetstone Way. Right. The Whetstone Way means that you you aim for excellence, like Vince Lombardi said, but you know that you aim for perfection is what he said actually, but you know you know full well you're not going to get perfection. But in the process of shooting for perfection, you find excellence or you right. acquire excellence. And um, I don't think we're quite at the excellence level yet, but we're continuing to aim for perfection. It's an upward trajectory. Definitely, definitely. And so we apologize if for some reason the sound quality has not been up to snuff uh, in, in our first episodes. Uh, I know the last one, it was a little down and we tried to boost it up. But when you do that, you end up boosting up other sounds that aren't as pleasant. And this one, we're kind of concerned that you might be listening to it not in both ears. So right. we're just we're just doing it. We're putting it out there and we're just trusting that God's going to just take care of the rest because that's what we do with everything in life yeah at some point you gotta just say skip it and, mm-hmm. and send it right? yeah send it full send yeah but you don't only hear about our problems we're not here to we're not here to bore you with our technical difficulties uh, we're here to share with you something that we've learned about perseverance and uh, that's just one little mini example of something that we've had to persevere through and everyone that's listening to this is going through their own thing that they need to persevere with Someone once told me that everyone that you know is going through something incredibly difficult that you know nothing about. And that's been very helpful to me in dealing with people, difficult people, is to know that there's something there that doesn't add up. Like, why is, why is this kid acting this way? You know, it doesn't make sense. It's because I don't have all the information. So I'm going to I'm going to stick it out with this relationship. I'm not going to give up on it. And as time moves forward, I'm going to find out more about what this person is struggling with. But in the meantime, I have to show some patience and and persevere to get to that point. Let's start with the the Bible verse here. We require our boys to memorize 2 Timothy chapter 4 verses 7 through 8. Each of the character traits has an accompanying Bible verse and they're required to memorize this verse during the time at Whetstone. But this one goes like this. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. And that's just, this is the best verse ever for perseverance. I mean, it's just the the metaphors involved with it, the, the fighting uh, you know, boxing, that really gets at the heart of what it is when you have to persevere through some of the running. We're going to talk more about that later, a race. Uh, yeah. that crown of righteousness that you're awarded at the end, whether it's a literal crown, as the Olympic athletes were awarded with right. in ancient Greece, 
uh, or in Rome, a laurel to indicate a victor in battle, that kind of thing. And um, the award, I mean, it's just, it, it, wrapped, it uses so many images that appeal to, to young men in particular. And yeah. I, a lot of guys, I think, just really connect with this, with this verse. I really like the back end of that. As it says, to not just to me, but all who have longed for his appearing. It just, it speaks to relationship and others, you know, other believers in this context. And when you think about perseverance and doing it alongside your brothers or doing it alongside your buddies, and if you really persevere and, and work through a problem as a team, or as a family, I mean, how, or as a, with your spouse, I mean, it just solidifies those relationships so much more when you, you know, trudge mm-hmm. through those hard times together and that trust yeah, we're is rooting, built. we're rooting for and each other. Not that you don't, you know, have some, you know, obviously you butt heads through that and you try to still hammer through, you know, you, there's a, there's a level of commitment that rises above just kind of the menial, you know, disagreements and things like that. But you just keep moving forward. You have uh, forward progress, and when you get through whatever that is, and on the other side, and you kind of have that victory, it just makes the it just makes that relationship it just bolsters it so much more. Yeah, yeah. Hebrews talks about a cloud of witnesses. You know, Hebrews eleven, the the Hall of Faith chapter about all of these people who've gone on before us and <clears throat> who we can look to for an example, but who we can cannot imagine as rooting for us right. in this like stadium. I imagine this like heavenly stadium filled with all of the saints and they're, they see you there in battle and they're, they're rooting for you to pick yourself up off the dirt, you know, and to get back in there and to keep fighting. And, you know, there's nothing more rewarding when you're watching a sporting event than to see someone come back. You know, oh, yeah. we talked about the, uh, the cowbell skit, you know, after a series of staggering defeats, <laughs> to go, yeah. they come back and they, they record this hit song, but like the um, the U.S. Open, right? Right. Zach Thomas, uh, eight strokes back, was he? Oh yeah. At the at the beginning of I think the second, it wasn't the second nine. He was that far back, wasn't it? It was just yeah, like I, I can't. I didn't really watch a whole. I, I'm pretty sure. It, I think it was at the beginning of the day. He was eight strokes back, which is I mean That's incredible, like unheard of for someone to come that far back. But as as a a fan of the sport is nothing better when LeBron came back from down 3-0, right? First team to ever do that in professional sports, I think. Maybe just basketball. Well, well maybe basketball. Cause what I was going to say was it was glorious when the Red Sox came back right. and beat the Yankees. That was awesome. That was 3-1. But, I mean, that was, that was incredible because it had been so long since the Red Sox had done that. Right. And, but those comeback stories are just the best. And so perseverance is if those people didn't have that perseverance they wouldn't have had that that triumph right it means it means so much more when you're able to come back and the guys that we have are, are they're behind they ball you know they're they're in their last last chance sometimes with the family with yeah. with the authorities with their school with their siblings and they have to really dig down deep and say hey I'm not going to not going to give up I'm going to give this another shot even though they have lots of reasons to quit and uh, every day they have to wake up and kind of face that that fear that that I might fail and this might be the the straw that breaks the camel's back 
So this verse yeah. is an encouragement, which scripture in general is just such uh, an encouragement when we turn to it and we rely on it and when we memorize it and when we chew on it um, and, and meditate, which literally means, I think, the root of the word is to chew on, like a lion. Oh, really? Didn't yeah, know that. To, to really just savor and to dig into and to get all the nutrients out of. Hmm. Um, and so that's kind of what we do with this verse. We spend a month on the, on the trait of perseverance in chapel and we watch movies that are associated with it and we, we might have activities or counseling that revolves around it and uh, we'll recite the verse together and really kind of get this, get this point across about perseverance. And in, in the program, me in particular, I'm in charge of the running program and I love the reference to running and actually writing a book right now about running. Uh, right. I don't know if we mentioned nice. on, on this podcast, but we have a book called Even the Wind that is a story of perseverance. Yeah. Um, about a tornado, which we've referenced, and we'll talk more about on future podcasts. But that, you know, writing a book takes a lot of perseverance. Sitting down and writing a chapter and, right. you know, making mistakes and feeling like you're not making any progress. But this, this idea of running, of running away from things and of running to things... Uh, and running towards things just really intrigues me, and it's it's a big part of the program that that we're a part of. Brandon, you have your own little things, tricks that you use to kind of demonstrate perseverance. Parenting takes yeah <laughs> perseverance. <laughs> so yeah, with with six kids, I mean, you, I think we were talking about this the other day, just trying to. You know, you go through different seasons, and as your kids get older, there's different struggles that you face or just different family situations. And it's, you know, there's different times where you and your wife sit down and you're like, okay, we let's make some changes. This isn't working. We want to get our kids to bed earlier. Or we want our kids to be able to have more of a structure, you know, during the summertime, especially like right now. Mm. It's like our kids are sleeping. I'm just... One, we got one kid sleeping in till 10, maybe one getting up at 630. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of that is some of that is the summertime and the kids being kids. We're not going to like be militant about it. But at the same time, you you set up different times. You and your, I know Laura and I do this, just have different structures that we want to try to employ. But we do good for three or four weeks and then life happens and things get crazy. And we got ball games or different things going on. And so... It really requires perseverance to stay in tune and on the same page and, and, and plow through uh, what you're trying to pull off. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and some things are more important than others. Some things are, you realize, ah, it's not a battle that, we should, like we say, drop the rope. We, it's not a battle we want to, you know, a hill we want to die on. Yeah. But there are some things that are really important um, that you need to just persevere through. And so parenting is a good, uh, perseverance test in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, a great point. Like sometimes it takes a lot of courage to quit something. You know, there are times in my life where I had to realize this was not healthy. This, this course that I was on in my life. And where at the whereas at the beginning of that journey I thought this was the right choice, and I prayed about it and I'd committed to it, and then lo and behold, it's an absolute and utter train wreck, right? But and now there's pride involved. It's like, exactly. I'm make this thing work. exactly. So I'm I don't look like an it. idiot. I'm gonna force it, <laughs> and 
I had to get to the point where I was humble enough to realize that this this was not what God wanted for me. You know, I may have wanted it for myself. There may have mm-hmm. been some pride involved in the original choice, um, but uh, I had to I had to humble myself and realize it was time to it was time to move on. My daughter recently had a decision to make about that. I have an older daughter in college who's a great student and always 100% committed to everything she does. And, and, and it was a class that she had decided to take in the summer. And my mom is, is not doing well with some memory issues. And there was an anniversary, went up north, and was traveling, and she was trying to take the class online. And it was like, you know, I think I'm just going to have to withdraw from this class, you know. And she really kind of agonized about that. Like, does that mean I'm a quitter? Does that mean that, is yeah. that going to look bad on my transcript? If I have a W on my transcript, what are, what are grad schools going to think? How does this mean for my future? And I was just proud of her that she had the guts to say, this is not the right thing for me right now. And to just not keep beating the dead horse. And I think this comes into play with our parents. Like, when they send their son to Whetstone, there's this feeling of, of I'm, am, am I quitting on my son? Am I giving up on my son? You know, what does that mean for our relationship? And the boys use that to manipulate them. Yeah. To get them to not send them here. Yeah, a lot right. of guilt there. And like, why, how do we get here? How do we, mm-hmm. you know, just four years ago, things seemed to be great. Or just, you just don't see yourself in that situation. Mm-hmm. And then there's the embarrassment of like, oh, what's other family members going to think about us? And, you know, there's just a host of negative feelings that families are barraged with on top of all the just day in day out stuff that they're dealing mm-hmm. with uh, at face face value and so so how do you know when to quit i mean i know we started this pod with the it's perseverance right we're right. going to talk about how great it is and we all understand that perseverance is good but when is when is it just stubbornness and when is it pride and when have you crossed the line from perseverance into just bullheadedness yeah that's a good question i don't know that i have a you know just a black and white answer for that i mean going back to you know relating it to our parents and how they get to the decision Mm -hmm. that they finally make to send their son here they a lot of times they take into account their other kids you know Mm -hmm. safety of their other family members and kids i mean there's some times where there's legitimate safety factors uh, in the house to where either you know maybe a mom or other siblings have been threatened and like enough is enough Mm -hmm. and you know so sometimes it's just a single event and sometimes it just is you wake up and you, you know, they just have exhausted all their efforts of what to do with local counselors and other, you know, smaller, maybe treatment, local treatment centers that have just, everything has not worked. And mm-hmm. at some point, you know, at least as we relate it to our, our families and boys, it's like, there's nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of prayer and discernment that goes into that, that kind of a decision because Bible says that God knows our He knows our hearts, right? Yeah. He probes and He searches and He knows us better than we know ourselves. So if we're trying to find out if we're sticking with something because of pride, or because of just a, um, I don't know, a blindness 
to yeah. the, the big picture. Like, how is this affecting other people? How is this affecting my physical health? Uh, and all that stuff. We're often so close to the situation that we can't see it. So we have to prayerfully make that decision. Asking for other people's advice. Right. You know, who have been through something similar. Get a different perspective. Right. Who aren't going to guilt trip you guilt trip you into sticking with something. Yeah. Um, so those those are some answers to the, that question. And uh, I imagine there are some parents who are going to listen to this podcast who are like man that's a great question how can you give me the formula for knowing you know i gotta put you on the spot brandon and said you know how do you know you know i think what you said is a a good one Uh, a lot of the parents do make that decision because of the impact that the boy is having on on the rest of the family on the siblings and i think that's okay yeah i don't think you need to feel bad about that um, it doesn't mean you don't love your son, but you have to. My dad used to have a phrase anytime I would, because I was the oldest guy, oldest kid in my family, a family of of six, and I could be a bit of a bully at times just because I was the oldest and the biggest, and I could right. assert my will on other people. And if I ever crossed that line, my father would confront me, and he would use the phrase, "No one hurts my kids." Right? No one touches my kids. And my initial reaction to that was always, well, I'm one of your kids. But the way he said it made it very clear that in that moment, he did not see me as one of his children. <laughs> he saw me as a threat to the safety of his family. And there was a crazy look in his eye when he would say that to me. I thought you were going to say the line, uh, don't mistake my silence as weakness. Yeah. <laughs> That's another. That's another Freddyism. Freddy line. Uh but yeah, you got to stand up for those for those other kids and and look at that big picture, and that has to be a part of your the calculus of your decision, for sure. Yeah, one thing you said that stuck out to me when you talked about perseverance in your personal story about, or just you know a certain decision like God, I prayed about this decision, and now it just seems like I'm just things aren't working out. It's just you know every place I look it's a dead end like what's what's going on I prayed about this decision but it's just completely blown up in my face and needing to go a different direction and then so just from a, a faith standpoint it's so there's did God answer that prayer did God not answer that prayer was mm-hmm. my faith weak in that did I hear God right right um, so those are all questions that are legitimate questions and hard to answer but I think it's it could be all of those things, you know, just because, you know, you could have legitimately heard God uh, correctly, but maybe it was just part of the journey that, yeah. that God had you in this place for a season to get you to this next place so you can have the perspective, uh, a different perspective. Yeah. So for, for such a time as this. Yeah. In so the I think of time God reveals his plans to us. Exactly. Yeah. And it's hard for parents when you're in that position, you know, like you said, one, to accept that current state that you're in or to say that, you know, to understand God through all of that. It just like doesn't make sense that we're having to send our son away and we're essentially breaking up our family, you know, just and, and like you said, boys use that. Like if you really love me and you want to work on our family what sense does it make to send me across the country to this place, this boarding school in Missouri? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's a line a lot of times our boys use to try to manipulate 
um, but for sure, you know, parents are feeling the same way as, uh, yeah. as part of that. So those are just very real, uh, thoughts and guilt feelings, uh, and all of that as it relates to perseverance, you go through the whole array of those emotions through, right. through a journey such as whetstone. And we, you know, a journey is a good way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't, this decision about sending your son away, I mean, most parents don't ever get to that point where, although we're all tempted in our, our moments with our, <laughs> especially our teenagers probably, where it's like, what is going on with this kid? Um, like the, the big picture is like, we can handle this, you know, we're going to get through as a family. But there are plenty of families and probably increasing number of families from what we're seeing at Whetstone who get to the point where there's just, there are no solutions right? I'm at the end of the rope. We've tried everything we can. It's destructive to, to keep my son here to him and, and to us. Um, but for those parents who are in the, the kind of the majority of, we're going to kind of stick with this. There are other more minor decisions where you have to, like you said, Brandon, drop the rope. Like I've made this decision to draw this line with my son or daughter about technology or about curfew or about clothing or about whatever number of issues you have. And, and then you realize, well, I probably might have to adjust that a little bit. Yeah. As, as they get older, things change. Or you realize that one, one child is different than another child, and the rules that you had for them, you have to adjust accordingly. So it, it, explain that real quick, yeah. the, the drop the rope. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, because it, it's a term that we use for the training and, and the lingo. Yeah. So expound on that a little bit uh, for really as, as, as it relates to parenting and just power struggles. Why don't, and things why like don't that. we do this? We've, we've talked about breaking our podcast into two. Hmm. So I think this is a, a good place for us to stop and, um, and to take a pause, take a break, okay. and come back and pick up with this issue and kind of relate it to parenting in general because we've been very whetstone specific which I think is one important part about this podcast. It's one reason why we're doing it. Yeah. The other part of the podcast is to, is to break it down and to take some lessons that, that families learn at Whetstone and things that we've learned and pass those on to the larger kind of parenting and counseling and teaching community. So let's just um, drop the rope on this conversation for a moment. I like and what then you did there. <laughs> we'll, we'll pick the rope back up uh, in our next segment. Okay. Sounds good. All right. All right. Whetstone Boys Ranch is a therapeutic boarding school located in the scenic Ozarks of Southern Missouri. It was founded in 2011 to serve families from around the country who are struggling with challenging behaviors from their 12 to 16 year old sons. Our mission is to sharpen the character of young men. Please visit whetstoneboysranch.com if you want to learn more about our program or about how to contact us for help. Thanks for listening and we hope to catch you next time on A Time to Sharpen.